0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a sunny day here in the capital in a week where we're not quite sure whether a global pandemic or Russian interference poses a greater threat to the country. I'm sure time will tell on that one. I am your host, Scott Chaloner, and each episode I aim to bring together two unique perspectives on leadership. Later on in the programme today we'll be joined by former England cricket captain Sir Andrew Strauss but first and foremost I'm delighted to be joined by Catherine Buchan, the director of Venue Search, a London-based company which offers a venue finding service for firms wishing to organise all manner of events including conferences, meetings, awards, evenings and more. Catherine, very warm welcome to you and thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us on today's programme.
1: My pleasure. Good morning, Scott. It's a
0: real pleasure having you with us as well. Um, The reason we're here, Catherine, is, of course, to understand your take on leadership first and foremost. So if we dive straight in by taking that word leader aside and considering that in a little bit more depth, I'm interested to know what that word actually means to you and what you feel the role of a leader is.
1: I think it's a person who within a company is willing to take responsibility. Uh, Someone who can see the big picture. Uh, understand what is best for the company overall, and take the right decisions, uh, even if they're not necessarily, you know, the the, the most popular ones. But um, always have a view as to what is best for the company um, in the short term and and the long term. Uh, but I think any leader is is only as good as the team they have around them. And the, probably the, the most crucial thing that any leader can do is ensure that they they employ the right people and people who work well together, people who work well as a team. And a leader on their own is really absolutely useless um, in, unless they have uh, the you know the right people with the right tools and and the right attitude to, to do the job.
0: And how would you describe your sort of personal leadership style, Catherine?
1: I think I've always thought that the the best way to to treat people is is to treat them as you would want to be treated yourself, and to be uh, open with staff and to to, to listen to them, and uh, to you know be prepared to to change your 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 style, your uh, your attitudes, you know, depending on the, the the input from from other members of the team,
0: and. Working in the events industry, as you do, I suppose one of the greatest challenges for leadership in the sector, and indeed in various industries and communities worldwide, is the ongoing COVID-19 situation. Um, How have you found yourself having to adapt to the challenges that the pandemic has thrown about? Because I can imagine the lockdown in particular has made things very, very difficult for you.
1: Uh, Yes, it's been absolutely devastating for the events industry. Uh, the events industry is worth over 32 billion to the, the UK economy, and uh, we've suddenly found ourselves, uh, all companies, large and small, in in the same p- position as having to cancel hundreds, uh, if not thousands, of events that we'd spent, you know, months, years putting together. Um, as we. Uh, as booking agents, we work in quite an unusual way in that we don't actually get paid unless an event takes place. We work on a commission basis, so we could have spent years working on an, on an event, which has now been cancelled, and uh, we, you know, we, we now don't get paid. So um, that's that's very tough to take, but it's, it's the way our industry works, and uh, we, you know, we will work that way again successfully in the future. Um, but it's been you know, extraordinarily challenging uh for all companies within the events industry. And, you know, we spent uh the first probably six weeks just cancelling everything we had in our books as clients, you know, um, decided to sort of pack up shop and, and until they had more clarity as to as to what can happen going forward.
0: When you sort of are staring down the barrel of a storm ahead like this and you know you're going to have to really get stuck in and deal with it, how do you sort of mentally steel yourself for a challenge of that magnitude?
1: Uh, in some ways, it's strangely uh, exhilarating, um, I think, for, for anyone in business, you uh, you know, if you've been in business for over uh, 32 years, as, as Venue Search UK has been, um, you, you think you've seen it all and then suddenly, you know, something like a pandemic comes and hits you and you think, oh, you know, how, how am I going to do with this? And uh, your first thoughts are, are for your, the staff and, and uh, you know, how, how you're going to ensure the, the company it uh, continues without losing any staff and, and securing securing jobs, securing salaries, and also managing, you know, you, you also worry about your suppliers and your clients. We're, we're a very close-knit community within the events industry, and uh, sort of, you know, when you're with a situation where you're getting constant emails saying, you know, venues are closing down, hotels are closing, uh, events canceling—it's—it's it's something that none of us ha- have seen in our lifetime. Not, n- none of us have experienced, and um, it really is quite shocking. But then you think, well, you know, we're going to have to deal with this. We've, as a company, we've lived through three recessions, and we've survived, and we've been stronger. And so we—we've just got to to deal with it. And, you know, I, I think we have been lucky that you know that there has been more government support. During this crisis, than there than there has been in the past, um, the events industry has been was uh, although we got the support obviously of furlough and and different business loans that were available to all businesses. Uh, the, the events industry itself uh, wasn't particularly mentioned or when it was mentioned, I don't think it was particularly being referred to in, in terms of business events. I think when Boris Johnson referred to events, he was, um, and when he said he would, he'd make an announcement about, event, about events, we all assumed that he, he was talking about business events, when in fact I think he was talking about more live events and cu- cultural events. So, so we did have to wait until last week to get any sort of clarity as to when events can take place again. Which we now know will be from the first of October, um, albeit on a trial a trial basis at first. So n- none of us really knows what you know what lies ahead, but um, you know we can now start planning for um, hopefully um, a prosperous future at some point that you know further down the line.
0: And you raised the point earlier that one of the first thoughts that goes through your mind is not just the welfare of the business, but also the welfare of stuff as well. And I'm interested to just hone in on that people management side of things for a moment, because mental health and well-being has really been at the forefront of the uh, the mind during this uh, pandemic situation, as we all know. And as a business leader, you have to put yourself um, on the, um, the line, basically, and be the person that people can look to for inspiration, direction, reassurance when it's needed. But when you are the one running the business and all almost you might need those things for yourself and there's nobody to look up to. Where is it that you look to for that inspiration as and when you feel you require it?
1: Um, I think. Well, I, I think from everyone around me, and you know, everyone within the events industry, as I say, is a uh, there's a, a a lot of people work uh, within the industry. It's about five hundred and seventy thousand people work within the, uh, the events industry. But um, within meetings and events, in particular, and event, and within meetings and events within the London London area, I mean, we you know we we, we do talk to one another. We um, there 's a lot of agencies out there, but we all we're all we 've all been very supportive of one another clients are, are, have been very supportive venue you know our suppliers have been supportive and and that you know there 's been a lot on social media um about you know people offering to support offering to to men you know to mentor mentor others within the industry and you know to to offer support and and that 's been very reassuring and i think when you know that there's nothing that you have done personally that you know could have changed the situation there's there's nothing that we you know that I know that I could have done or our team could have done to allow the company to continue during the pandemic but you've just got to sort of go with it and say well y- yes this is going to be a very difficult time but the most important thing for all of us is to you know firstly you know, look after a family, that and and make sure that um, everyone feels comfortable in their situation. And yes, you know the work situation is dreadful, and we do have to worry about the business. But let's just you know put personal priorities first for a little time, and then when we're able to have some sort of clarity as to what we can do as a company, then you know get back to work and put our energies back into that. But it's it's. It's been very unusual during the pandem- pandemic that there's really, you know, at some, you know, some stages you've you just felt, well, actually, there's there's nothing that you can do. We've just got to write it out and, and sort of see what happens. Um, but you mentioned mental health. I mean, that is extraordinarily important and something that the meetings and events industry has really picked up on on there the past couple of years and there's been a lot of support for people within the industry who who you know have found things tough during the pandemic but also prior to that but i i think as someone who runs a business you you have to appreciate that uh, people's experience of the last few months has has been very different depending on their personal circumstances and how the pandemic has been for someone who lives alone is has been very different to someone who is you know, spent lockdown with their family or other people, you know, have worried worries about children's schooling, homeschooling, lack of schooling, not sitting exams or other people working, you know, worried about parents or, you know, relatives and care homes. I think you have have got to be very sensitive to the fact that um, while everyone has been very worried about their jobs and the future of their jobs, they've had an awful lot of other things to worry about as, as well in some cases.
0: Exactly right. And thinking now about the uh, the future, because we know we are going to have to adjust to a new normal for the uh, the foreseeable over the next sort of 12 to 18 months, uh, Catherine, what do you think is next for you and for venue search and the wider events industry? And what do you hope to achieve as we adjust to these challenges?
1: Uh, I think our as a company our main challenge really is to get back to the position we were in 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 January of this year. We were looking forward to a very busy a very profitable year uh we have a lot we had a lot of really good exciting events happening. Um, you know, that the business was in a very good place. Um, That has been wiped out. Uh, The Although events can take place again from the 1st of October, there's, there's, you know, a huge fear factor out there. So I think it will be a year, possibly even two years, before things go back to what was the normal at the beginning of this year. Um, I think everyone within, you know, the, the team at Venue Search UK is hugely energised and sort of rearing to go and you know prepared to work flat out to to get back to to where we we were um but it you know it it will be difficult it's 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 going to be difficult for companies of all sizes within the industry it's going to be very difficult for um you know a lot of venues there are 10,000 venues within the UK uh some of them will survive some won't there's You know, uh, twenty-five thousand businesses in the UK um, uh, in the event sector. Um, I'm not sure how many of those businesses will will still be around in a year's time, in eighteen months' time. Um, Most of those businesses are, you know, SMEs. I think we need support, and we need more government support. Um, I don't think it's necessarily always recognised by central government. The the contribution that the events industry makes to the the overall economy, but i'm absolutely sure that uh, everyone within the industry will you know be doing their utmost to to help uh, rebuild and to and to you know allow the industry to thrive and to ensure that we contribute towards the overall economy as as we have done in the past
0: let's certainly hope that there will be some positive news to share on that front and that support that is needed will be forthcoming. Um, Since we can only speculate on what may happen in the future at this point in time, Catherine, I actually think it would be wonderful, just given how informative it's been having you on today, to catch up and have you back on the show with us in a few months, just to see how things are getting on at that point, when hopefully there will be some more positive news on the horizon.
1: Yes, I'd love to do that. Thank you.
0: I think that would be fantastic. It's been a real, real pleasure having you join us today and a most insightful one for myself. And most importantly, Catherine, do continue to take care and stay safe with all still going on in the world at the moment because we're certainly not out of the woods with COVID-19 yet.
1: Absolutely. Thanks very much, Scott. Good to speak to you. Thank you.
0: Likewise. I was speaking today to Catherine Buchan, Director of Venue Search. And for those tuning in and listening today, do please continue to be sensible yourselves with the lifting of lockdown restrictions and stay safe because it really does help protect yourself and others and makes a real difference in saving lives. Um, Coming up next on the programme today, um, I'll be handing over to Jonathan White for his exclusive interview with former England cricket captain Sir Andrew Strauss. Um, Since retiring from playing, Sir Andrew has become the Director of Cricket for the England and Wales cricket board. But during his days as skipper, he joined an illustrious club of just three England captains to have secured the ashes both at home and away in Australia, as well as racking up the second highest number of test victories for an England skipper in history. I hope that you all enjoy listening, just as much as Jonathan relished the opportunity to speak with Sir Andrew himself. And all of that is, of course, coming up next.
2: Hello and welcome. I'm Jonathan White. And today we're joined by Sir Andrew Strauss, former captain of the England cricket team, and former director of cricket at the ECB. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Real pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh,
2: The pleasure is all of ours, you know, Andrew you've had a distinguished career, as I said, both on and off the pitch in English cricket, recognised not least with your knighthood for services to sport just last year. So congratulations on that. Yeah, thank you. Um, Now, there have been ups and downs in the career, like any career, including public and private disagreements with certain individuals, and on that front,
3: And then the foundation is directly benefited hugely by the the funds raised. And um, we want to take it up a gear this year and, and make it
2: more of a community
3: thing, not just the,
2: the day at Lord's. Um, I even saw some of the stuffiest members of the MCC, Andrew, wearing, re- uh, wearing red. So it w- w- what an extraordinary thing. Yeah, well, a lot of them <laughs> wear red trousers <laughs> like, anyway, no, I think.
3: But um, <laughs> no, it, absolutely. No, they, they were right behind us. And, um, you know, we, we really want that to be something that's embedded in